One Million Years, BFE, Diary of an Anthropologist in Exile, by Mary Haskell. Day One. Have been exiled to early or middle Pleistocene by Temporal Crimes Tribunal. I'm vastly displeased by this turn of events, though I'm certain that this hardship will only serve to make me a greater woman. By the end of my lonely, prehistoric life, I will be most knowledgeable authority on lifestyle of early men and woman. Unfortunate that publishing opportunities here are so slim. I'm determined to become strong, lithe, deadly, noble cavewoman type figure. A la Isla of Clan of the Cave Bear. I will fashion stone tools, hunt and gather food, and live pristine, pure life of Homo erectus type person. At one with nature. <sighs> Air is so fresh. Quite lovely. Day two. Bushmen of the South African desert in my home time were, are, will be able to subsist on a mere 20 hours of work per week. By principle of uniformitarianism, which states that what worked then will work now, only backwards in this case, I shall be able to do the same. Fabulous. Life in the Pleistocene will leave plenty of time for relaxation and deep thoughts and getting over the loss of Fillmore the physicist. <sighs> time to come to terms with all bad habits of codependency. Women who love too much. Women who do too much. Women who mess around with a time stream continuum in order to repair non-repairable relationships, etc. Only problem is, once I've solved all my psychological problems, I will not have anyone to share daily triumphs and travails with. I will certainly die alone, eaten by hyenas. Day 3. Tomorrow I run out of matches. Must reinvent fire. Good thing I am expert, top-notch anthropologist with over six months of training. I can't imagine attempting this lifestyle without my vast anthropological knowledge. Day 4. No fire yet. Fortunate that it is summer and that I have jerky left. Day 5. No fire yet. Tom Hanks and Castaway had fire by day five. Day six. No fire yet. Boys and Lord of the Flies had fire by day six. Day seven. No fire yet. Gilligan had fire by day seven. Day eight. Success! I have fire! I don't have any eyebrows now, though. Nor eyelashes, either. Gilligan had both brows and lashes. Damn you, Gilligan! Day 9. I'm very sad to be missing anthropologist bar night back home. I considered drinking small stash of NyQuil that I snuck by the tribunal in an effort to get smashed. It's not as if they're communicable diseases to acquire in this hyena-ridden wasteland. No. I've reconsidered. Hyenas held close by tonight. I must not encourage them. Day 10. I have not yet found a good bathing spot. I have found only many havens of leeches. There are easily two kilos of grease and oil on my head. My hair looks fat. Day 11. Food stores granted by the tribunal are running low, so today must enact plan to hunt and gather for self. First, I must fashion tools in order to hunt and gather. Perhaps a digging stick, a la Kalahari bushwoman. Day 12. I have not found good food source. 
could not bring self to consume grubs, which were the only items uncovered by Digging Stick. Digging Stick technology is not all it is cracked up to be. Day 13. No good food source again today. I have put in far more than 20 hours this week. Not certain exactly where time is going. Tomorrow I shall perform a small study in order to see where I compare unnecessary activities from daily activities. Day 14. Time study. Dawn. Awaken. Roll over. Pull covers back overhead. Sleep. Sometime after dawn. Awaken. Day is cloudy. Fire is low. Hyenas yipping outside cave. Damn hyenas. Sometime after that. Stumble out of bed to privy hole in back of cave. Spend long moments sorting through box of leaves, looking for softest, most absorbent leaves. Am not pleased by bathroom facilities in the place to see. Nearing noon. Hungry. Break into last stash of chocolate ration. Consume entire ration. Ah, oh, well. Better to make a new start on the morrow with chocolate clean out of mind and no prospect of getting any more for several thousand years. Noon. Head out to look for chert, flint, or other stone with excellent cleavage properties appropriate for napping stone tools. Must make stone-tipped spear and kill large high-utility meat animal. Up at afternoon, no chert, no flint, no obsidian. Why did the tribunal deposit me here in a stone-tool-making wasteland? Was all their ranting and raving about not wishing to kill me just so much politically correct baloney? Oh, of course it was. I will die alone. Starving and unloved and chertless barons, eaten by hyenas, with only my fat hair to mark my passing. Shortly after that, ooh, look, chert. Shortly before dark, it was completely reprehensible for the Temporal Crimes Tribunal to exile me to the Stone Age without a pair of safety goggles. Have spent last three hours trying to wash a small piece of chert from my eye. Utterly boorish of them. Dark. Too dark to do much other than sit still on the pile of leaves I call my bed and listen to hyenas. Small victory. I did manage to fashion crude hand axe out of available chert, now sleep with splendid weapon under pillow. I dare the hyenas to come near now. Day 15. Uniformitarianism is a bust. If the sand bushman can spend less than 20 hours a week hunting and gathering to survive, then I'm a silver-backed gorilla. I have slaved from sun-up to sundown, napping stone tools and hafting tips. Just now spent several hours getting tar out of my hair after bad hafting incident. Clearly ethnologists studying Bushmen were not very observant. As for Binford and his utility indices, I hate him. Why did he have to be right? Why? I'm wishing that the golden age of Australopithecines, as speculated by the Leagueys, had been the more accurate. The only meat I've been able to acquire was the mangled haunch of some sort of antelope that I stole from hyenas using torches and yelling. Lots of yelling. I'm not strong hunter-cavewoman. I'm weak, shambling scavenger-cavewoman. Day 16. Strange sort of hominid is spying on me from top of the hill. On and off. Very dirty and unattractive, though quite tall. Homo erectus or Homo ergaster? 
He's very shy. It's not altogether certain that he means me well, but I do have one or two evolutionary advantages over the poor thing, so I should be fine. Day 17. Ergaster Bastard has stolen my antelope jerky. I will kill Proto Man Ancestor if he comes near again, and damn the time stream. I only hope he is not a distant ancestor of mine. Day 18. Fancy this. H. Ergaster is nothing of the sort. He is a physicist named Roger who was exiled by the tribunal two weeks after me, though he was sent ten years before me in time. He thought he'd gone completely crazy when he saw me, but he thought he would work with hallucination and enjoy my food. After I tried to break his head with a big spiked club I made, we both started shouting in English and realized that we were from the same time. What an amazing coincidence! Day 19 made the mistake of telling Roger, for that is his name, that I was surprised a physicist survived so long on his own in the Pleistocene with no previous anthropological training. Apparently, he was in a wilderness club in school, however. He made fire on his first attempt. May have liked him better when he was just Homer Ergaster. Bastard. Day 20. Hyenas broke into food stash today. Roger was very angry. We hunted them back to their den, planning to enact ritual canicide on evil hyenas. However, small, fluffy baby hyena survivors are too adorable to resist. I was unable to bash any baby hyenas with a club, spiked or otherwise. I am now a hyena foster mother. I am quite pleased. I believe I am glowing with motherhood and satisfaction. Early domestication of canine species will be a boon to human race and my likeness will be etched onto small stones for all to wonder and marvel at in the distant future. Roger is not as pleased, however, as there is a small potty training problem with Spot. Day 21. Vile Beast has chewed my leather footgear. I now wish to be rid of all hyenas. Fluffy baby scavengers have also caused domestic spat. Roger ended the spat by claiming to be surprised that someone in a soft science survive so long in a harsh and brutal climate. We are considering separate caves. Day 22. I am wondering about self-destructive behavior patterns. I have noted many similarities between Fillmore and Roger. Both are type A dominating physicists with messiah complexes and a lack of appreciation for personal hygiene. However, Roger is currently the only fish in the sea. I will not obsess about relationship flaws. I will accept Roger for who and what he is and try not to fix him. Cannot change men. Should not try. That is, after all, how one gets exiled to the Pleistocene. That was Deborah Green for Escape Pod, the science fiction podcast magazine. Find us online at escapepod.org.